Figures in the Dark, the podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that go on in the dark. My name's Tori. My name's Taylor Shay. Hi, guys. Hi. We got some nice comments finally. Yeah. They're really, really sweet. Nice. We had another queer woman come and be like, "We appreciate. I appreciate what you're doing." Mm-hmm. We had a bunch of people, not a bunch, but a few people be like, you know, mm-hmm. have good reactions to the Lisa, the Lisa um, Knafel case, mm-hmm. the Sabrina Zunich case, whatever. That was a. Oh, I'm glad I got good reactions to that. Um, we did get a bad one though, which I thought was hilarious. So. Another person being like saying that we're too political. And also we got called chatter cunts. Chatter cunts. Hysterical. Love it. And like I was just saying before we like like record, like I don't want to have to go over every single rude comment. But I saw that. I was in the car with my girlfriend and I pissed my I I I sent it to you, right? You sent it to me and I immediately went on to look at it too and I was like that's hysterical. That's hilarious. That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever been called. Chatter cunts. A chatter cunt. Because you know what? It's true. Yeah. We I can't like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, no. I like to talk a lot. Yeah. So, like, it's, to me, you know what? That's mm-hmm. a compliment because it's real recognizing real. Oh, I have to read. It was so fucking funny to me the other day. Mm-hmm. I think I, like, offered Alex to, like, do video calls or stuff while mm-hmm. he's packing up his apartment currently. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, he had said something that made me laugh, laugh so hard. And I was like, oh, sure. Like, if we do video calls, forewarning, though, I'm still probably going to do random rants. Oh, he was. He literally asked. He was like, did you think I liked you because you're quiet? <laughs> Ah, exactly. Here's the thing. Everyone who knows us as people knows that we can't shut the fuck up. No. Like, you're just a talker. You're a Gemini. And I have ADHD. So it's never not going to be a bunch of just, like, screaming. Like, the whole time we... The first time we met, it was literally, like, once we became friends, it was instantly, like, DMX barking the entire time. That was the first inside joke we ever had. Yeah. When we worked together at our old old job, it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, fuck, they're working together. Mm -hmm. Everything got done. The place ran smooth as fuck. But, but they were like, so you guys can't shut the fuck up. Like, it was just <laughs> like, Jesus. Happening? And then when I, we told Aaron that we were moving, I was moving in with you. She was like, I'm so happy for him. So everyone was so excited about yeah. it. And then I think everyone had that, that split second of like, oh, fuck. fuck. They're going to live together. Even more annoying. Yes. Because there's going to be even more things to talk about. Exactly. The only person who was always about it was Miss Kathy. And that's yeah. just because she's hysterical. And she absolutely is like. She, for some reason, the second I met her, she was so instantly about mm-hmm. my bullshit. Yeah. I don't know she why. She, she really is. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Like, I literally just looked at her and I was like, hi, this is the first two minutes that I met you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about true crime? And we did every mm-hmm. fucking Monday. Yep. I would come in with literal cases to be like, Kathy, have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. And she would go off the same. Literally, mm-hmm. she's the one who told me, like, so much stuff she learned about the murder of Johnny or uh, Gianni Versace. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she was just like, I love it. it. Love it. So, yeah, like, honestly, like, we are chatter cunts because, you know, we can be a little cunty at times. And mm-hmm. also, like, we can't shut the fuck up. So, thanks. Yeah. So, with that being said, we're going to so, chatter more about some shit. We're going to talk about ourselves probably a yeah. lot during this. So, to preface, what we're talking about today is, so I'm going to be saying a lot of the word allegedly today. Mm-hmm. This does not reflect my personal viewpoints. Mm-hmm. It is for legal purposes. Yes. We are a podcast that very much supports all victims. Yes. And we believe victims yes we believe people who come forward post me too movement and mm-hmm. before me too movement the reason why i'm going to be saying a lot of allegedly mm-hmm. during this is because this person has not to this moment been found criminally liable mm-hmm. for things that doesn't and it's the same as what i would tell any of our clients who would go to court and didn't win their cases things like that just because something can't be proven in a court of law doesn't mean it didn't happen exactly exactly so we're going to talk about 
why it's going to be heavily surrounded around us is we are both former emo kids. Mm. Okay, your quote, current emo kid. Yeah, I had, I looked at someone one time and I was like, oh yeah, my inner emo kid's freaking out. And they looked at me and went, what inner emo kid? Because like, I'm currently inner- wearing a shirt that says, in dog years, I'm dead. Yes. So mm-hmm. uh, I have colored hair, I have an undercut, and I have a bunch of face piercings. So mm-hmm. current emo kid, yeah. former emo kid. Yeah, so me being a former emo kid, you being yes. a present one. <laughs> um, we both were very much involved in the kind of like scene and emo phase, mm-hmm. all of that, especially when this band was popular. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about Davi Vanity, the lead singer of the band Blood on the Dance Floor. <laughs> and Gross. all of the allegations that are regarding him. Uh, this may or may not be two parts, depending mm-hmm. on how much we can get through today. Because so far my notes are 18 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because apparently I don't know how to shut up ever. No, we don't. And also... There was a lot of information. Oh, yeah. Well, and here's the thing. It's with, especially with that scene, because that goes very heavily mm-hmm. into like the pop punk scene as well. Yep. And there's a lot of allegations in the pop punk scene. There's mm-hmm. like, a, there's a song that someone wrote. I think her name is Scene Queen. She's, she wrote one called Pink Rover, and it's, it's a really good, it's like a kind of screamo song. It's really good. But she wrote another song, and one of the lyrics is literally something along the lines of like, when you're in pop punk, like if you're below the age of 18, that's like the ideal. Like, a lot of people in pop punk are groomers, which is fucking weird, specifically (laughs) pop punk, which is weird. It's really upsetting because, like, I I don't want anything more to give a bad name. And Mm -hmm. it kind of, like, gives me the same vibe of, like, the West Memphis 3 of, Mm -hmm. like, Damien Eccles just being convicted because he listens to metal music. Exactly. Like, that's what frustrates me so much is, like, Mm -hmm. people who are in alternative spaces are not necessarily bad people. And, like, any person who is a good person could potentially be fans Mm. of alternative things or just like the dark, spooky and creepy. Mm. Like that's totally fine to have as Mm. an interest base. I don't think there's anything wrong with liking horror movies or metal Mm. music or scary things. However, unfortunately, like almost everything that exists, there is a faction of it that is inherently predatory. Mm -hmm. And I think it entirely has to do with the fact that unfortunately, a lot of young people that go into alternative spaces Mm -hmm. really early on in life are people who are very troubled or who are in need or who are social outcasts and are Mm -hmm. looking for social validation. And then unfortunately these creepy fucking assholes who realize that it's easy to prey on people Mm -hmm. who are seeking social validation Mm -hmm. and then groom and abuse. Yeah. And it's very, you know, speaking myself as an alternative person, like very visibly alternative, like wearing black tattoos, piercings, cloud hair, whatever. Like I find that people are more comfortable coming and talking to me because I look alternative when once they hear how I talk. However, I will also say that going out in public, like I get stared at because of, and you've seen it when we've been out together. Like, especially once I got, once I shaved, like people just look at me like I'm crazy. Like look, look at me like i'm fucking weird look at me like i'm a devil worshiper because i wear all black yeah. because i look the way i do so and then i'm getting o- stared at over here because i don't know how to dress like a human person also I- sorry for the wee 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 woo wee woo it's patrick coming for me yeah. um but like but so yeah. i get i get the in yes. i get the 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 stereotype and, yeah. when you first look at someone however majority of the people that i have met in the alternative scene in the metal scene specifically metal majority of metalheads mm-hmm. are the sweetest people you yeah. ever fucking meet. totally fucking normal yes. totally good people for but for some reason there's this fucking dickwad yeah and like people like him who for some reason use this as like a cool cover to be able to yeah. get at 
young people yeah. and young people who are in desperate need of love or care mm-hmm. or validation. And it's really unfortunate. I think it's genuinely, I think, says a lot to do with our society mm-hmm. of like making people infringed. And like when you bully and ostracize people for their mm-hmm. appearance or their interests, it leaves them in a very vulnerable place. Yeah. And although like, I don't think like we anybody really discusses bullying enough Mm. as like causes for like social and emotional damage for people that like to some degree like as a human being who is never like socially popular or things Mm. like that like i'm not saying that being unpopular is damaging to your psyche Mm. i think usually the opposite that being too popular at an early age is very damaging to your Mm -hmm. psyche but i do think that kids who really don't have anybody in their corner are left with a lot of damage as well Mm -hmm, and i feel like especially in this case that was preyed upon a lot Mm. so i guess we'll jump in and just start content warning time content warning so much about sexual violence to children Mm. and grooming grooming physical violence like this love is it. fucked up. Love I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we're going to yell a lot, probably. Love it. So let's just start with this. Imagine you're a 13-year-old girl attending Warp Tour in the 2010s. You're there hoping to see some of your most favorite bands perform and hopefully even get to attend a few meet and greets. You're young. You feel misunderstood, like an outcast, and often you experience social isolation from your peers. You attend a show of one of your favorite bands, and afterwards, you see that not only is the band selling merch, but also that the lead singer of the band is giving out autographs and meeting fans. You go up to him, hoping that he will sign the shirt you just bought, and not only does he do that, but he compliments you and asks you if you would like a picture with him. And after your picture is taken, he asks for your phone. You see that he gives you his phone number and says you can text him at any time. Mm -hmm. You're young. You're thinking that he's either playing a long, drawn-out practical joke, and this is like a comedy text line or something, or maybe that this is some Disney movie, and you really have the per- the personal number of the lead singer of your favorite band. Mm. So you text the number, thinking that it's probably not going to be the real him, but it is. Over time, you text often. He calls you on the phone at all hours and eventually starts telling you that you guys are best friends. He comes into your town for a concert, which you are planning to attend. Before the show, he asks you if you want to hang out with him on his tour bus. You're overjoyed and you think this is so cool. And now that you're going to fully meet the band and maybe like genuinely be a friend of the band. However, when he walks you over to the tour bus, it's parked very far away from the venue as in a secluded part of the parking lot. Mm -hmm. When you get on board, no one else from the band is there. You talk for a bit and then things start to turn from an innocent conversation into something much more sexual. You've heard rumors online about him being weird with underage fans, but every time he has addressed them, he's called them all false, and you and many other fans have spent years defending him against these allegations, saying that they are nothing more than rumors created to destroy him. It must be that he isn't actually hitting on you, a 13-year-old girl, but then suddenly he leans in, grabs your face, and forcefully kisses you, and then proceeds to forcefully sexually assault you. Jesus Christ. The rumors are true, and afterwards... You are scared, hurt, crying, and embarrassed. 
He leaves as if nothing has even happened and even texts you later as if you're still friends and it leaves you questioning your own sanity and if what you feel is even real. But what you don't know is that every night after this, for years, he continues to tour all across the United States and parts of Canada and each night more and more teenage girls meet him and more and more things like this keep happening. Jesus. So this is what currently nearly 30 women and girls oh my God. have said were their experiences for over a decade with the singer of the band Blood on the Dance Floor, Davi Vanity, or as his real name is, Jesus David Torres. Mm-hmm. So the allegations against him are disturbing, to say the least, and involve heavily with his access to teenage girls. So I think that what is also very telling is the type of teenage girls that he has access to. Mm-hmm. So the majority of girls that listen to his music are young, alternative, and most often feel misunderstood by their socially accepted peers. Mm-hmm. This commonality also, I think, in my opinion, contributes to the, the victimization that occurs in these allegations. And all of the accusations that have come forward have a clear pattern. Mm-hmm. So the pattern that is pointed to that I want us to know going forward into these Uh, And that the behavior in these accusations is that at first he showers those alleging these things with attention, mostly adoration and compliments. And that is very important to know as to why this is so dangerous. Mm -hmm. So especially given that these girls are usually are usually very young, that they are feeling isolated from those around them and or looking for some version of social validation. Mm -hmm. So when he gets their trust, he tends to isolate them from others, keeping them away from any support networks that they could have that could tell them about the abuse and that really that they couldn't tell anybody about it. Or to even learn that what is happening is not normal or safe. Mm -hmm. So the next step in this pattern from those who have come forward is that this is often afterwards this. He usually assaults them. Most of the victims that have come forward with allegations have also said that he tends to assault them in similar ways. Trigger warning here. Which usually tends to include yanking their hair. Sometimes yanking their hair out. And most often forcing them to perform oral sex. So after this, he tends to refer revert back to acting like their friend or the kind of trust or the kind and trusted person that they knew him as before the assault occurred. So most of the time it gaslights them and makes them think that perhaps that what happened to them couldn't have happened because he's acting like none of it ever happened or that it was some sort of misunderstanding on their part because of his behavior afterwards. And if any of them dare to come forward and persist with the truth of their encounters, he then mocks them sometimes even in songs and often mobilizes his fans to attack them as well in songs are we going to talk about like what the lyrics are yep lovely yep or the content of some of these songs yeah because i know blood on the dance floor was never like their music was always very sexual yes. you know what i mean so like i'm not shocked but it's mm-hmm. like mm. yes and i can remember not only was it very sexual but it was also often very violent yes um it was one of those it was one of those bands that like they their aesthetic was very seen and very mm-hmm. not emo and dark like black for brides was emo and dark yeah which was our band but like blood on the dance floor was very like seen where it was like yes. a lot of black but also a lot of neon colors so it was it, very synth pop yes and like all of that including but also involved a lot of like the lyrics and t- like content was dark and violent and upsetting but the aesthetic was very like bright bright and it was very like electric yes uh kind of sounding and very rave looking yes Mm -hmm. i will admit i did listen to some of this music Mm -hmm. i was mildly a fan however 
I wasn't really as big into them. I was definitely mm-hmm. Black Veil Brides girly because I'm trash. <laughs> the worst. Yeah. I'm trash and I was in love with Andy Beersack from the start. Yeah. He once spit on me at a concert mm-hmm. and I was excited about it. Yeah, I thankfully never listened to Blood on the Dance Floor. I was just never into their music. So I'm proud I, of you. Yeah, I never. Yeah. I had friends who were really big fans yeah. and who actually we I'll, yeah. I'll talk about later yeah. on. Um, but we, like, I never mm-hmm. listened to Blood on Because it was one of those ones that, like, my... My parents were very involved in what I listened to, yes, and they could not, not get. Be- and you know my no. parents, yeah, like they would, they could no barely way. get behind Blackfell Breads, and their stuff is more of like, save yourself, like da 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 da, like the Grim Reaper is coming for you, exactly. it's coming for us all. In the end. Scientology, exactly. <laughs> like- here's a here's a whole studio. <laughs> who's a, here's a whole concept album based on Scientology. Scientology. Like it was more that yeah. instead of like, hey. hey. Let's fuck people. Let's fuck people and kill them and let's kill women because fuck women. Exactly. Also, like, yeah. Let's be real here. Their sound is crap. Oh, yeah. Davi Vanity's voice is so grating. Oh, my God. Irritating. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the most horrible thing. I was, I was trying, trying to find to... a video of him talking. Good. Continue talking. It's not good. Oh my God. But like, so I was trying to explain to someone who was like hanging out with me the other day and like I played him like what I was like, oh, you like you kind of were in the scene phase too. Like you mm-hmm. would probably know this band. He was like, I'm not getting any mental pictures. And I was like, oh, OK, well, like, let's play one of their songs so I could show you who it is. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is one of their like most popular songs. Mm-hmm. And I played it and he was like, I have no fucking clue what this is, but I mm-hmm. don't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much how people should yeah. feel about this band. It's not Hold good. On, let me, let me, let me see. It was never good. MySpace, my God. We're like elder elder emos now. So that's his him talking. That's him talking. Just imagine that singing. Yes. Horrible. Also, sorry if that was horrible. Yeah. I just just put my phone to the mic. But like he his voice is like almost borderline nasally. Yes. Disgusting. And it's very like which I'm not gonna make fun of a man for having a high pitched voice, but it's very high pitched. It's very like I don't know. It's still it's it just seems like childlike. Yes. And like, I don't know if it seems like overly like put upon like childlike, like a forced childlike mm-hmm. voice. In order to like relate to the people who's yes. assaulting. It kind of mm. gives me that vibe sometimes that I'm like, that's not. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. It's just weird. So although nowadays his fan base has very much dwindled, especially after the band's official breakup, mm-hmm. there are still individuals out there that fiercely defend him. As well as back uh, when he had most access to victims and he was most popular and his fan base had was always predominantly been teenage girls mm-hmm. that he is able to manipulate and mobilize at any given moment that he needs. So while this fan base always consisting of young and easily pliable people makes mm-hmm. complete sense uh, since all of the lyrics to their music mm-hmm. is really only appealing to a more adolescent mindset. Mm-hmm. So the lyrics are most often violent, include discussions of school shootings, revenge porn, killing women, and are quote-unquote edgy. So that mm-hmm. that it makes sense that rebellious youths would have gravitated to this It's, it's, it's kind of one of those things how, like, people will make... And we all made really fucked up jokes when we were younger, and we did it because we were like, ha-ha, we're edgy, ha-ha, mm-hmm. like, anti-humor. And it's like, okay, joking about a school getting shot up is not fucking funny. <laughs> like, no. that's not funny at all. Like, joking about rape is not funny at all. But, like, even myself, and all of us know how political yeah. and how, like, you know, yeah. anti-sexual violence I am. Like, I made jokes like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, everyone yeah. did. It was the 2010s. Like, I don't want to be, like, you know... It, we're not saying that it was acceptable. No. But, but it's I was what also, was I happening. was uneducated. Yeah. Uneducated yeah. children and, like, 
I'm not saying that because like uh especially with a lot of like youtubers who Mm -hmm. are getting like canceled for their shit now and things like that we're not saying that it shouldn't be cancelable things and that these are things that should be okay we can't just always make the excuse of it was a different time Mm -hmm. but it does make sense as to why this grew in popularity because at that time that was considered like kind of cool or like people Mm -hmm. thinking like stuff being edgy and like being an edgelord and pissing people off Mm -hmm. that was somehow like weirdly celebrated in some communities i'm not i don't agree with it oh yeah neither do i it's what was happening yeah exactly so which most uh most sad is the allegations and or criminal complaints about davi sexually assaulting women and girls have existed even before the band was even formed damn Yep. So the earliest known victim that has come forward at this time had been has been a woman that said in 2006, Davi Vanity came to her Orlando apartment to style her hair at the time because this was before the band had formed and he was a hairstylist mm-hmm. and had become MySpace famous as, and I quote, Davi Vanity, the elite hair god. Ugh. That's what he called himself Ew. on MySpace. Ew. Also, this is so old. MySpace. Mm-hmm. MySpace. 2006, that is literally 17 years ago. That's disgusting. Right? So, oh, and pause. Also, we're closer to 2026 than 2006. Stop talking to me. Right yeah, now. right? <laughs> so, and while there, he forced her to perform oral sex on him. She said that she did not do anything about it at the time, but recently has come forward like many of the others because she is afraid that he is still a predator. Mm-hmm. So another victim that same year was a girl that was 15 years old at the time when she began talking to Davi online, who was 22, and decided to meet her for what uh, she thought was a first date. Oh, my God. He took her to the movies and asked her if she had enough money to pay for both of their tickets. She did not, and he became angry and drove her home. So before he got to her home, he pulled the car over and attempted to kiss her, but she pulled away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then tried again, and after her rejecting him again, he then grabbed her by the hair so violently that it pulled out some of her hair extensions and forced her to perform oral sex on him. Jesus. She also did not contact authorities for assistance, mm-hmm. given her fear, young age, and mm-hmm. all this. But 22-year-old. Taking a 15-year-old out on a date. Gets mad because the 15-year-old isn't paying. And then chooses to just take her home and sexually assault her. Fucking Christ, bro. Okay. Like. What a fucking peach. Jesus. Yep. So. hate that so fucking much. Like. Allegedly. uh, Allegedly. Allegedly this happened. Allegedly. but, But I don't allegedly hate this. I do fucking hate this. Fucking hate this man. I don't allegedly hate him. I just hate him. I don't care if this is alleged or not. I just fucking hate this guy. So where the first police interaction comes in is in early June of 2007, when a 14-year-old Florida girl called into a teenage advice radio show disclosing that she had been sexually assaulted and did not know what to do. So one staffer of the show then called the police. So the Pinellas County, Florida Police Department then came to her home and she told them that she had met him on MySpace through his Florida hairstyling page. So she admits that she was a very shy and often bullied eighth grader, eighth grader, who had become very interested in scene culture and wanted to make her appearance fit more into the fashion and reached out to him for advice on how to do that. Mm -hmm. He offered to drive across the state to her home to dye and cut her hair. 
So he arrived at her house hours later than they had agreed upon after her her mom, who was a single mother, had already left for work. Mm. So at first he did do her hair, but afterwards then forced her to perform oral sex on him. She told police that she did not call for help as she was afraid to get of getting him in trouble. And after she asked if he would, police told her honestly that the decision would be up to a prosecutor if their investigation panned out. Mm-hmm. So this frightened her and she began telling them that it was consensual and asked them to not get him into trouble. Mm-hmm. This is not at all uncommon, mm-hmm. nor should this be something that she should be judged for yes, because it is very common for victims of sexual violence and especially victims that are mm-hmm. children to feel responsible for protecting their abusers. Definitely. Definitely. So there are many reasons for this, but this isn't something that police should adhere to. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we have laws written to protect children from adults the way that they are written is so that situations like these ones mm-hmm. do not happen where children are victimized and are fearful mm-hmm. and police do not pursue because at that moment they are too scared to proceed with the criminal justice process. So to explain, this frustrates me greatly because most laws are written to say that if this person is a minor who was assaulted or was sexually abused, that they are not the deciding factor of whether mm. or not police go forward. Yep. I, as a person, I understand and respect that. And as a victim's advocate, that it is 100% a victim's choice whether or not they come to police, whether or not they ever come forward and talk mm. about their stories and or what they need to do for their own version of restorative, mm. restorative justice. Yeah. However, we should not be putting justice on the backs of children. And mm-hmm. it is our job to protect them. Agreed. Which is why I think it is entirely normal and okay for this young girl to not want to move forward. But the law is written in a way that it is not up to her to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And it is for good reason. Yeah, definitely. Because so, yeah, people go back. When I say go back, I don't mean that phrasing yeah. in like a negative way. Like they recant their statements because they're scared. Yes. So I'm glad that it's kind of written that way. But also it mm-hmm. sucks because like then you're kind of forced into, you know, doing something that's scary. Yes. At, when you're already traumatized. Absolutely. And I agree with that as well. But when it comes to charging and things like that, it's not the police should not be taking the word or the ideas or what they want or what should be happening from a child Agreed. rather than looking at the letter of the law. No, I, I agree completely. So, but basically what ended up happening is that this girl and her mother both said that they did not want to pursue charges if he would not contact or come near her ever again. So what the police did was they called and basically told him just that. So Torres then apologized to police for having sexual contact with the girl, but then claimed that he was unaware of her age and agreed that he would not contact her again. However, and I quote, lewd and lascivious battery, sexual penetration of a child between the ages of 12 and 15 by an adult for which Torres was briefly investigated is a form of statutory rape and a felony punishable by up to 15 years Mm -hmm. in prison. Ignorance of the victim's age is not an admissible defense Mm -hmm. under Florida law, and 14-year-olds cannot legally consent to sex with 22-year-olds in the state. Mm -hmm. But police let Taurus off anyway. Jesus. And the police did just that. They dropped the matter entirely, Mm -hmm. even concluded their report saying, and I quote, victim refuses cooperation with prosecution, and closed the case. That's not a reason... And there's no prosecution that's happening. Do your job. You didn't even arrest him. Exactly. The fuck? You just took this matter into your own fucking hands? You just gave him a phone call and was like, 
hey, hey bud, bud, don't do um, this. Um, did you force your wiener in a fourteen-year-old's mouth? And he was like, yeah, but I didn't know she was fourteen. I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's not how the fucking works. Hello. Hello. Yep. So. When later interviewed, the police in this case said that they did not take him saying sorry over the phone as an admission of guilt because it wasn't within a formal interview. Uh, why would you apologize for something you didn't do? Yep. And That's my question. Why is it that we don't... Anything can be used against you at any time, but yet it has to only be in a formal interview in this situation? Okay, mm-hmm. thanks, police. Sure, okay, sure, sure Jan. Sure, Jan. So, however, they said that they also did not choose to bring him in for questioning formally for reasons. That was all they said. Reasons. But, mm, okay. Yep. Just all right. reasons. That sounds like a lot. That sounds like when someone's like, why didn't you do this? Oh, I didn't do it for reasons. It's like sketchy. Like, why are you being sketchy? Like, you didn't have a reason. You were being lazy. The Just- fuck? For reasons. Hello? Okay. Hello? So the detective claims that they could have pressed charges if the victim was cooperative or if it was different circumstances. What do you mean different circumstances? What different circumstances? What different circumstances? Everything's right there. And also, I fucking hate the cooperative or incooperative. She's 14 and she's terrified and you're not doing anything to make her not terrified. Exactly. The fuck? And you're not doing your job. You're not even actually questioning this fucking idiot. You're not doing anything. You just made a phone call. <sighs> fucking kidding me. Hate it. So this detective also said in the same interview with Huffington Post about this incident that they couldn't have known that he would go on to sexually assault so many and that although Huffington Post asked if perhaps charges had been pressed, he wouldn't have been able to go on to harm so many. He said, well, police don't have a crystal ball, claiming they couldn't have predicted his future behavior. Okay, but then there's a drug dealer who's selling a gram of fucking weed and you want to put that person in jail so they don't spread the weed and the fentanyl and all that bullshit? sorry um part of the justice system is Mm -hmm. part one of the things of the justice system of imprisonment is prevention you put people in jail to prevent crime Uh hello yeah but apparently that kid walking around with a dime bag he's his future behavior is he's absolutely he's gonna be a gangbanger he's gonna murder little people exactly but this bitch absolutely nope he just you know forced a child to perform sex acts on him. The fuck dog? That he drove across the state to do this. Which is insane. Insane. That he purposefully waited until her mother was gone to then assault her. Which also, when I, I would like to pose this question to hairdressers specifically, would you ever drive hours to meet a client? No, I wouldn't. Um, Not that I'm a hairdresser, but yeah. you know what I mean. I don't think that you would make enough money at that appointment to earn back all that no. money in gas. As well as, how much money do you think 14-year-olds have? Mm-hmm. Do you think a 14-year-old has enough money to make it worth it for mm-hmm. you to drive across the state? Which, clearly, this wasn't about money. This wasn't about doing her hair. Mm-hmm. This was about harming a child. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not long after this incident occurred in 27... Or... 2006? 20, yeah. 2006. 2006. In 2007, Davi went on to form uh, the band Blood on the Dance Floor with yep. his former girlfriend's brother, Garrett. What he called himself during the band time, Ecstasy McLaughlin. Was yeah. that Jay? No. Oh, really? 
Jay was the second band member. Oh, shit. He I never was knew a, that. He was a replacement. We will talk about this. That. Okay. Yep. Right. The original band was Davi and Garrett. Mm. So during its height, the band amassed over 2 million followers. Jesus. So by 2008, the band had gained quite a bit of popularity, and his victim from Florida was now not only struggling greatly with what had happened to her, but also with the fact that now her peers were starting to listen to this band, and often she was being reminded of her assault mm. all over again by seeing her attacker's fame rise Mm -hmm. so she began struggling in school she became isolated from her mom and other trusted adults Mm -hmm. she lost all interest in some of her most loved activities including getting expelled from the special art high school program that she was in for failing her classes so this incident ruined her life also i forgot to preface this before we started um none of the individuals that are in here did i name them by name uh in a lot of the articles they either did come forward with their real names or used pseudonyms when they talked about what happened to them these allegations i didn't put in any names because i did not personally get permission to do that makes sense and although i i want to echo anybody's voices who want to tell their story and this is to tell their stories however they did not consent to me personally being the person to share them as well as they could have changed their mind since some of these articles Mm -hmm. have come out so i don't want to re-bring up attention to them personally if they aren't choosing that agreed so it may get confusing because i'm just going to keep saying another victim another victim another Mm -hmm. victim we'll talk about the total number by the Mm -hmm. end if you kind of forget which happens to which person because I'm not giving any mm. names, that's okay. Yeah. But just remember that these are very different people. These are all yeah. happening to different people of various young ages. Yeah. So, however, the 2007 incident would not be the last time that Davi would talk to the police due to sexual violence. Mm. So, in 2009, in Colorado, he was again arrested for forcing a teenager to perform oral sex. Even his bandmate at the time, Garrett McLaughlin, said that he and a friend were going to go hang out on the tour bus before a show. But when they went to where it was last park, it was moved far away from the venue into a dark part of the parking lot. So they still went and walked all that way to the bus. But when they did, they found two teenage girls on the bus with Davi and Davi screaming at them to leave. Jesus Christ. Which they did. Garrett recalled later that night when the Denver show was interrupted by the police telling them to end the show that he knew it had to be about the girls on the bus. Oh, my God. And the fact that he knew. He, yep. like, knew. Like, that, yeah. that shows. Like, in the pit of his stomach, he yeah. knew this is what Jesus. was happening. And it was. So they arrested Torres, and they let, er, and when they left, he recalls seeing one of the girls from the bus crying. So, however, later, Davi was released without charge, and due to the victim being a minor, these records have been sealed. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, Davi, of course, was called out for this, but when confronted with the reports, he took to social media and recorded a video saying the allegations were all false, and that what had happened was that he had had sex with a woman that he claimed had severe mental issues, Mm, and even claimed that she had failed a rape kit. Uh, sorry um that that's, that's not how that works it's, it's not a it's, fucking it's, pass or it's, fail it's test not, it's, it's not it's not a test it's um, not a test last time i checked um you there's there's no passing and failing you could have consensual sex with someone yeah not saying this is a fucking case put this out there i'm just saying no. this as an example yes you could i could have consensual consensual sex with someone and go get a rape kit done yep and it would still show positively for other person's dna exactly 
which you can't fail a fucking rape kit no and you're admitting you had sex with this person Mm -hmm. you're claiming it was consensual but you're admitting that you had sexual contact with this person so how would they fail it because your dna would be on them and you are admitting that your dna would be the fuck oh my god what are you talking about the only way that i can think of that this fucking dickwad is trying to say this is he's trying to say that only rape kits where there's extreme physical violence are they taken seriously which is not the case not all rapes involve extreme physical violence Mm -hmm. most often it doesn't it involves coercion Mm -hmm. and coercive control Mm -hmm. because any person will do whatever they have to do to not be physically harmed and especially not be physically harmed to a degree where they think they're gonna die and not to be and a lot of times like even in these cases like Mm -hmm. if there was a rape kit done it probably wouldn't show for i mean because he's a forceful person he probably would but if you're a 13 year old girl and you're being assaulted by this this man like this is one of your idols like you're not gonna do anything to fuck it up nope you're not gonna fight back okay the bad wording on my part yeah but i don't mean like fuck it up like fuck up the sexual experience because it's it's rape you know what i mean but you know you're not gonna do anything to piss this person off exactly this person has so much power and control over mm-hmm. you as well as you're not going to fight back this mm-hmm. is too surprising this exactly. is too shocking this is too impossible to you exactly as well as you can't comprehend the idea of hurting mm-hmm. your idol even mm-hmm. though they're hurting you yep exactly like, exactly ah, exactly i literally put in my notes in all caps cue me yelling about how this is not real yep 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 fuck you fuck you oh allegedly no get fucked no just actually get fucked get kick fucked. rocks with sandals and thumbtacks under your toenails uh, yep. <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. so much irritation for this yes please go kick rocks so it wasn't long after this whole incident that led to garrett quitting the band as he realized what was happening and wanted no part in it good for him mm-hmm. i'll talk more about this later but ultimately when garrett left the band he did not do so silently mm-hmm. and he was transparent even at that time when he was quitting that it was 100 percent to do with davi being a predator wow okay good for him Yep, so he was very upfront and forward about mm. his reasoning for it. We'll talk later about how that was received, though. Mm. So after Garrett left the band is when Jeremy Brian Griffiths, a.k.a. Javon Monroe, mm. joined the band. Yep. So what is most important to know about this situation here is that Jeremy was 16 when he first met and he became friends with Davi. And it was directly after his 18th birthday that Vanity asked him to join the band. Ooh, mm-mm. Yeah. So what's the age difference between Davi and Jay? So Davi, I believe, was in his mid-twenties. Or wait, no, the band formed in 20, 2007, which he was 22 at that time. Yeah, so he was like in his mid-twenties. So he was about like 25 so, uh, so in good, 2009. So like, like seven years older than Jay. Yep, so he's about seven Damn. years older than Jay. He was, yeah, about 25 when uh, Garrett left the band. So he mm. would have been like 25, 26 when he then mm. asked an 18-year-old. Jesus fucking to Christ. join the band which he had become friends with him two years previously when jay was 16 jesus what a fucking creep bro like yep which who has friends with children no other one than weirdos? Not, no i'm i'm 25 yeah. i cannot imagine being friends with someone i think my youngest friend is like 22 and that's mm-hmm. my brother's girlfriend i literally no. cannot even think of any like other than you, I don't think I have a single friend that no. is, like, younger than no. me or younger than you. Yeah, exactly. No. no I, not at all. Yeah. Ugh. So in 2010, uh, this is going to be very upsetting, friends. Lovely. So in 2010, an 11-year-old girl, 11, 
came forward on YouTube making video allegation or videos alleging abuse from Davi Vanity. She claimed in these videos that he had groomed her and molested her many times. She said in these videos that she had known him for a year before the abuse started occurring and that he had drugged her and become violent with her. Jesus fucking Christ. After she made these videos, he doxed her. Yep, an 11-year-old. Uh, uh, what? Yep, he doxed an 11-year-old and encouraged fans to bully her and even released a song calling her a slut. <gasps> what? She's 11. Yep, so after this bullying and attacks to her safety, she made another video begging the public to stop harassing her and her family that her father walked in on and began to make threats to the individuals bullying her. So to give you like a full kind of mental picture, so like imagine an 11-year-old girl sitting in front of like her Mm -hmm. desktop webcam, like literally crying Mm. profusely, begging people to stop harassing her and... Her father comes in, hears her making this video, and starts screaming at the camera, saying, I know the, who you are that's doing this. I know, Davi, that you're behind this, blah, 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 screaming and threatening Davi Jesus. to the camera. This is what this video was. So Davi and Jay made a parody of this video oh, shortly no. after. Uh, last I knew, it was still online, where Jay played her crying throughout the video, and Davi pretended to be the father uh, shouting profanity. Jesus. As he was laughing literally the entire time fucking christ yeah like watching these this footage like broke my heart for this poor girl so after this she continued to receive hate and death threats and later released videos retracting her allegations claiming that she had only made them because she was mentally ill and had been put in foster care and was receiving mental health treatment at a child's facility or a children's facility so this individual came forward later in 2018 slash 2019 discussing what had happened to her and that what she originally alleged was true, but it was only due to the constant bullying and online harassment that she made the retraction. So she has since done interviews with Chris Hansen as well as other YouTubers sure. that have covered the case. Uh, and due to all of the trauma related to this, she has developed a uh, maladaptive daydream disorder, mm. which caused her to lie about what happened to her online as a way Jesus. to cope with the abuse. So it was also around 2010 is when Blood on the Dance Floor began releasing songs directly addressing the allegations about Davi being an absolute fucking Jesus. creep. So the majority of these songs, again, included violent lyrics, mostly about violence against women. Some just straight up saying that he's not into kids. And one even threatening revenge porn against an accuser. This was most likely directed at the 11-year-old girl who came forward. Mm -hmm. So this is most often when he would use his pseudo-fame to coerce and silence anyone who dared to call him out, including other famous people, including Garrett, who was Mm -hmm. also directly being harassed and threatened by Blood Mm -hmm. and the Dance Floor fans whenever he would detract and tell the Mm -hmm. truth about what he saw. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So by this point, 2010, he's being... He has twice had interactions with law enforcement and an 11 year old girl came online and was alleging abuse against him horrific heinous abuse he doxxed her bullied her got her fans to mobilize his fans to mobilize and bully her and threaten death threats and things as well as his former bandmate who left the band because of police interaction with him because of sexual contact with minors was saying like this is why i left and he was having garrett bullied into like bullied to death too fucking christ dude yeah all right so we kind of discussed that we're going to kind of cut things for now and come back with a part two for the rest of these things Mm -hmm. um because i think from here forward uh we're gonna have 
a like speed round basically okay. of allegations and it'll just be easier to kind of separate um mm-hmm. the pre like Jay Von Monroe being in the band to mm-hmm. post um just to make it a little bit less confusing yeah. and plus um, i feel like i'll have more stuff to talk about a i'm gonna be less yeah. tired but also i feel like i'm gonna have yeah. more stuff to talk about because i know about the band yes. post Javon monroe you know exactly. what i mean and that's and that's yeah. where i have a friend who had experience mm-hmm. with them yeah post him yeah. so so that's where i'm gonna leave you for yes. now so we've like i said we've already had two interactions with law enforcement mm-hmm. um there has been three underage children Mm -hmm. well four who have now alleged sexual violence against him Mm -hmm. and one adult woman that he has literally had a band member leave the band because Mm -hmm. of these things uh he became friends with a 16 year old and had a and when they turned 18 had them join the band um and basically like at this point he's right straight up writing songs threatening revenge porn against a child which is absolutely fucking insane so like it's it's fucking crazy, and I feel like we're gonna have a lot more discussion about mm-hmm. what they're like, what yeah. he does, he did, and like continues to, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Because he's still famous. Yeah. He still has fans, yes. like you said, which is insane to me. Yeah. Because just all this aside. Yes. Let's just pretend this never happened, right? Yep. He's a he's a shit musician. Yep. His voice sucks. Yeah. So what? Yeah. First of all, okay, He's not, not that I'm, not that I'm not that I'm defending any type of assaulter or rapist yeah. or whatever, because there have been some very famous artists who have very good music who mm-hmm. are are bad people. Are be bad people. Not excusing that. Don't get me yeah. wrong. However, if you're going to defend an abuser, at least have have good music. Talented. For well, fuck's sake. That's why I was like laughing so hard. I watched this one video that they were talking about some of like the most heinous mm-hmm. musicians and like crimes against like modern day mm-hmm. musicians and. Davi Vanity was included in this video, mm-hmm. which is why I was watching it. And then at the end, they talked about R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right. And not arguably, like literally, like canonically, he is the most talented person in this video. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about R. Kelly. And I'm like, yeah, R. Kelly mm-hmm. is talented he has a beautiful voice Mm -hmm. he made great music but he's a piece of actual garbage Mm -hmm. like scum of the earth and then there's davi who's scum of the earth and his music sucks Mm -hmm. so like so no redeeming qualities here exactly no zero redeeming qualities so i don't know how there's fans uh, mm, it's mm, yeah because he's edgy and that's why and he's he's misunderstood misunderstood. why don't you buy my wigs By his what? Wigs. He makes wigs now? He wears wigs. Oh, yeah. Those really ratty ones. Like, and this is an insult to Andy Beersack. Like, Andy Beersack before he cut his hair short. Like, ratty like that. It was bad. You know it was bad. It was bad, bad, but I kind of liked it. Oh, no, I did too. like... When he ran around, when he yeah. did the Brian Stars interview and yes. he ran back and forth with Matt. Yes. Loved it. Okay. It was great. I did kind of like that ratty hair. However, Davi, so what is even funnier to me is I've seen pictures of it and confirmed he tries to pretend that it's not true. Davi is bald. Ah, really? Yeah, he's bald. That's what being a child abuser does to you, bitch. <laughs> makes you bald. It makes you bald. We're not making fun of all bald people, but this one we can. <laughs> so like, yes. Yeah. Like I've said before, I don't body shame people. I don't shame people for things but they can't change. To body to but shame if a you're a rapist. rapist, if you're an abuser, or if you're a child abuser whatever Uh, whatever alleged Alleged child abuser alleged rapist alleged sexual assaulter Mm -hmm. you can do it's all able it's like with with, with my abuser i constantly body shame my abuser you're allowed because guess what she's a piece of shit Mm -hmm. you're allowed to body shame people who are abusers 
Not yeah. just people who are bad to you, who are mean to you. Because there yeah, are people no. who, like, I could be mean to someone mm-hmm. and nice to everybody else. Yeah. If No, we're saying, like, straight up abusers. Like, my abuser literally looks like he's never seen a shower. That's vile. Yeah. Like, Is his there, beard, I, I, long I, I, hair. I want to say, like, if you, like, touch his skin, a layer of grime will come off on your finger. Yeah, like, he looks slimy. Mm-hmm. Yo. Yeah. Ew. Like, you know when you're, okay, mm-hmm. paint the, I'm going to paint this picture. You know when, no. like, your dad's outside working all day and yep. they come in, they have, like, a sheen of sweat, but it just kind of stays there because they're yes. so sweaty? Like that, that constantly. Yeah. Yep. That's what I imagine Davi Vanity's. I imagine Davi Vanity smells like B.O., yep. old cigarettes, and piss. Yes. And like really bad hairspray. Yes. Yeah. Like alcohol hairspray. Alcohol hairspray. Like the one that you would buy from the yeah. dollar store, like the Aquanet. Yep. That you like put a lighter on and you make a flamethrower. Like one of those. Yes. Absolutely. Also, splat hair dye. Also, complete side note, I actually like this person, but I find this really funny to me. This is a very off tangent, but you said something about, like, him smelling bad. I cannot stop laughing or think it's hysterical when anybody, like, accuses Post Malone of smelling bad. Right? I love Post Malone so much, but him. who looks at that guy and is like, he smells like roses? I th- I think he, he smells... smells like weed. We all know it. He I think he's weed. I think he smells like weed and Axe. Axe body spray. Yep, Axe bra- body spray. And like someone was like, he smells musty. He smells like mildewy. And I'm like, do you think I'm upset about that? Do you think I'm over here being like, how dare you say that about Post Malone? He it's looks Post like Malone. he is the cleanest man on earth. Like if you no. want if you want to talk about someone clean, you don't look at Post Malone. Exactly. And I say this I with, say this with all, all the love in the world. world. I he love a, Post Malone. He's line cook hot. Yes. He is I absolutely- climb him like a tree. Yeah. But like I love Post Malone, but I'm never gonna be like accusing him of smelling nice. I'm I this <laughs> is the experience I feel like you would have with Post Malone. Yeah. You go to suck his dick, you pull his pants down, and there's a slight odor. Yeah. Like, but, like slight you're like you're aware because it's post malone. Like like enough where you're like, mm, you hesitate for a second, you're like, should yeah. I go tell him to wash his dick? But you're like, it's post malone until yeah. I suck his dick. That's what I feel like it would be yeah, like. Like, but that's why I can't stop laughing when anybody's like, he smells musty or like, yeah. he smells bad. I'm like, this man's also what? constantly <laughs> making music, constantly on tour, yeah. perpetually high. He was on Impractical Jokers. Yeah, like he's constantly doing and shit. He's constantly running from death. <laughs> like if he's exactly. got shit to do. Like he's he fine. Doesn't have time. He just bought. The most expensive Magic the Gathering card for like three, four, four million dollars. Exactly. He's a caricature of a person. Exactly. He's a meme. Be. He's a walking meme. He's a walking meme. I love meme. him. He's a the wonderful The fact that he's one. been famous and has been like, per- like this same level of fame since I was like 15. Yeah. And I'm 25. He's, he's been like, it. actually, I want to say Post Malone yeah. is one of the most famous people I know of. Yeah. And he is one of the most beloved. Like, yes. The meanest thing anyone can say about him he is he smells mo- bad. And it's like, well, no shit. But yeah. like literally nobody's like he's mean no he's the nicest he, first fucking of all, guy he also does collabs with everybody everybody like, he did he okay and he he's re- just a weirdo yeah he released like, a song so with noah khan it was so good it's called dial drunk and noah khan has he, a version without him and with him it's so good hold on last night mm-hmm. or two nights ago when i was fucking ripped mm-hmm. i was scrolling through the internet and saw the weirdest fucking sentence that mm-hmm. i've ever seen for a news article they were like to celebrate pokemon's anniversary post malone did a electronic cover of a hootie and the blowfish song the only one to be with you so I, of course, watched it because I was like, what yeah. did you just say to me? Yeah. You just said word salad. Yeah. No, you did not. Yeah. I watched it. It was weird because it was like him as a cartoon the entire time. First of all. Singing Hootie and the Blowfish. First of all, Post Malone, my mans. He, <laughs> and also, I've seen him in concert. He's amazing in concert. Highly fucking recommend. But he's a weirdo. Speaking of concerts, we see Young Gravy next weekend. Yay! 
Ooh, Rusty. I'm, I'm going to fuck him. Just kidding. I don't have kids. I can't fuck him. Yeah, he's really into MILFs. He's yeah. just gonna Do you think if over. I drew... Never mind. If I drew some wrinkles on my face, he would fuck me? No, I'd say you'd have to wear like a baby Bjorn. And then mm. he'll be like, all what right. If I wore a juicy sweatsuit. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, we're gonna see Young Gravy next weekend. But um, yeah. yeah so part two will be coming up next week. Yes. Um, we are we apologize for all of the you weird know, tangents. The weird and tangents, for especially changing tones very abruptly at yes. the end there. I just needed a little bit of brevity because yes. this has been all of the content that I have mm-hmm. been consuming for weeks, so that I could get all of these details in here. And I am running on six hours of sleep, and I was working for nine days straight, so I'm tired. Yeah, we're Ooh. mentally unwell here. Uh, I I woke. Te- I think I woke you up last night. Yeah, with coughing because I did too uh, too big of a dab. Yeah, I was like about to fall asleep, and then I heard you like hacking out there, and I was like, ah, you know what? You might as well just get up and go talk. Yeah, and so she came out. She goes, Are "You good there?" And I was like, "I'm dying." And she goes, "You sound like you're dying." I was like, "Yeah," because yeah. I took a huge ass dab. Anyway, with that being said, um, we appreciate you listening. You can follow along with us all of our bullshit all that fun stuff you can follow mm-hmm. us on instagram at figures in the dark you can follow us on twitter at figures in the dark but dark spelled drk you can like us on facebook send us a message share our page at figures in the dark you can send us an email with all your case suggestions spooky stories pictures of your cats and mental health check-ins at figures in the dark podcast at gmail.com and you can listen to us on all major streaming platforms including spotify apple podcast amazon music and google podcasts mm-hmm. and thank you for listening yes. and as always beware the figures in the dark all right bye bye